Where it is possible for everyone to win, you always want to start with setting up the conversation, the confrontation, the communication, where it gets to be a win-win for everyone. And the only way that can actually happen is you so, so, so deeply considering you and so deeply considering the other person. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Well, hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Legendary Love, day two of three. I'm Gina DeVee, and I'm here with my husband, Dr. Glenn A. Sisk. Come on in, say hello in the chat. We always love seeing where you are Zooming in from and what you are looking for in either attracting love or transforming the relationship that you're in. I wanna, let's just kind of get it all out there. What are some of the the pain points, the struggle areas, the thing that you just don't wanna have to deal with anymore or the thing that you wish you knew um, you had the key to or had the answers to. You know, we are all here to learn and grow and relationships are teachers. And so the more open you can be, the less perfect you need to be, um, there's not a right or wrong with relationship. And what we're here to do over this three-part series is really help you get a greater sense of identifying what kind of relationship do you desire to be in, and then becoming the vibrational match to that. Now that sounds simplistic, and of course there's lots of subcategories and and um, techniques and details and 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 tools and all that good stuff. But I just want to see after we had such a brilliant time together yesterday, how amazing was that um, for you to really understand that if you're feeling invisible in a relationship, that it's because you weren't seen, and when you do that deep work that we were talking about yesterday to love yourself and see yourself, then others will see you too. But let's see, what's going on with relationship in the community? Um, I'm dedicated to ease, grace, and being in my feminine. I love that. All right, all right. And I need the key to patience. Excellent, Jessica negotiating and asking for what I want. Well, Heather, today is communication day, so you are in the right spot for sure. How to be the woman who will attract the ideal man free of BS and dishonesty. Excellent, Ellen, raising your standards already. Amy says, shared values, leaning into my feminine and queenhood and inspiring my husband to lean into being a king. Love that. Carla is looking for transformation to be more in her feminine, get out of codependent behavior, stop the toxic patterns. Regina, hey there, gorgeous. I'm here to trust and love myself fully and stop alternating or altering myself to be loved. And, and it keeps going on. List it all out, list it all out, list it all out. Easier growth. Yeah, easier growth in the relationship. 
we're growing, but we both need more. I'm sure that's true for a lot of people out there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Keep them coming. I want to see what you're looking for to transform because when you name it, it, it comes out of the shadows and it becomes less scary. When you like put those words into the chat, you are creating dominion over them rather than them having ownership over you. So um, we're going to dive right in because we want to respect your, your time and we have a lot to get through today. The com communication piece is so, so powerful in relationship dynamics. And speaking from a place of understanding women in so many countries and cultures and ages and different dynamics. Communication is one of the most disempowering places in the relationship. Finances can be one of them for sure, but lack of communication, lack of permission, lack of clarity, miscommunication, all of the power that is in a word when it is either hidden, when it's warped, when it's gargled, when you're not even seeing it for yourself, let alone able to communicate it. This is the game-changing piece. This is absolutely the game-changing piece. When I've worked with women in, in my private sessions or, or masterminds through the years, so oftentimes we'll do role-playing. And because when something hasn't been modeled for us, we don't even know what we're supposed to say. We don't even know if it's okay to say that. Can you really say that out loud? Or am I going to offend someone or hurt someone's feelings or, or make a sticky or tumultuous situation even worse? And so my whole prayer and intent, and I'll let my husband speak for him on what his prayer and intent is for you today. But my whole prayer and intent is that you gain such command over your words that you are able to elegantly speak the truth in love. There is so much power in being able to so deeply be there for yourself and the other person. And society does not teach us this in communication. Society teaches it, it's, it's, it's my way or the highway. Take the bull by the horns. It's us against them. It's, you know, it's all this either or mentality. So we're, I'm going to get into more of this um, later on uh, in, in, in my portion. But I want you to know that if you feel disempowered in communicating, I'm going to give you, we're going to unleash kind of some of the types of communication that are out there. And we're going to get you into alignment with your own communication. So, Glenn, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, I suggest you take a stand for the end, as my wife coined that phrase. Um, you get to have what you desire. And nobody can tell you that you can't have what you desire except yourself. And really, my intention for today is, as Gina talked about, getting getting the communication communication skills down and i'm here from a man's perspective so i can give you some insight into what we're like and how to bring your man out of it for or your partner out of it what whoever's in a relationship now and 
for ones that, and I love all the ch the comments in chat. Like you're all like, you're you're telling the world what it is that you desire. You're telling the spirit what it is you're desiring, and that that is a key part of this whole process is just to continue to spin around those thoughts in your mind over and over and over again, and not the old story, but the new story, the new vision of yourself, the new you, who you desire to be. That's the key to this whole thing, to really stay in the future, the future of who you desire to be. And you'll find miracles happening as a result of that. And that's really my intention, that you get on a new wave of who you are, who you desire to be, and start bringing that to you. And uh, there's some, I agree with Gina, communication is the key. There, that's, one of the, that's one of the pillars of a great uh, relationship is having great communication. So I'm ready. Let's move. Let's go. All Let's right. do it. Cool. All right. So... I'm going to, there's so many different types of communication and relationship, but I'm going to go through the ones that I see to be the most common. And we touched on this yesterday when we touched on the invisibility piece. So anyone that's feeling invisible in relationship, go ahead and, and drop it there because um, we're going to get you out of that in, invisibility piece. But I want you to, to, to name it and claim it so that you can move through it. And when you feel invisible, you, your communication is very ghost-like. So one type of communication is the ghost where you either don't consider yourself, you don't even know what your preferences are, you don't know what your wants and needs are, or you've just already asserted that it's not safe to speak what your wants, needs, and desires are. It's not acceptable. It wouldn't be well-received. So you just don't. You literally become this ghost with communication. And, you know, this it's, it's a very vulnerable place to be because it, it's just a way of handing over your power. It's just a way of not acknowledging yourself. It's a way of not giving yourself permission to be who you really are. And I see it left, right, and center in, in myself. And to this day, I still have to catch myself. Do you know a ridiculous area that it shows up for me? Dinner. If we go to dinner with friends, I, it's not like this for me and Glenn. If we go to dinner with, with friends and the server asks, still or sparkling water, do you know that I will sit there and wait and see what the table wants? I don't like still water, not at dinner. I like sparkling water. And it's only been recently that I'm like, they can get still water if they want still water. I want sparkling water. So it's like just seeing if I'm ghosting myself in this benign, ridiculous $3 situation, like how many other areas have I not spoken up on behalf of myself? So particularly in intimate relationship, first of all, it is a requirement that you create an emotionally safe place for yourself in a relationship dynamic. 
So I'm not saying stop being the ghost and go bear all and, and, and put your heart out there because it could get put through a blender. And that's not having wisdom and discernment. So, and I'm not saying that you need like, everything's gotta be so tight and safe and secure that you, you like live in this little cave. And I want you to have an assessment around what would have you feel safe in communicating. It might be a certain amount of information. It might be a certain type of information. It might be a boundary that you desire to set. But what, whether you're in an emotionally safe relationship where I can say anything to Glenn, and I'll share with you some of what that looks like, not that everything I say is what he wants to hear or is even his preference, but we've set it up so that we get to be who we are and we have this very huge emotionally safe container. Um, so that's what I have with my romantic partner. And if that's what you desire, we're gonna help you create that if that's possible. Not everybody is emotionally safe. Some people have personality disorders. Some people are hurting so badly. And you know that hurt people hurt others. So the wisdom in communication also is please do not try to apply logic to insanity. I don't want you to like come here and start to feel empowered and be like, I'm going to show up for myself and I'm not going to be the ghost or invisible. I'm going to be an advocate for myself and go and put yourself out there. And it's not that someone else is more powerful than you, but we can get ourselves trampled on if we walk into a herd of stampeding horses. And some people emotionally are just that. They don't have restraint. They don't see where you are feeling fragile, even if you're saying it. They're not in tune. They're, they're more wrapped up in their own, um, their own stuff, whatever that is. So to come out of being a ghost is the first step is to assess what is the emotionally safe terrain for me? How much am I going to communicate in this case, the romantic partnership? In what way am I going to communicate? The other thing that's very, very important to get out of ghost and invisibility and being visible, you got to set yourself up for success. When my man is driving in a new location, do you think I'm going to be like, hey, I want to talk about this thing that's really important and it's probably a trigger area for both of us? If he's grilling on the grill, am I gonna, if I bring this up, am I gonna feel seen and heard and all that? No, it, like we have got to find the time that's gonna set us up for success. And so I give him cues and clues. I say, hey, there's something I wanna talk to you about. Are you available right now? If he's at his computer typing away and he says, sure, and isn't looking at me, that is not emotionally available to me. That's him wanting to please me, which doesn't please me if I want undivided attention. And so we can't expect others to do for us more than what we're willing to do for us. 
when I have something important to communicate, when there's been something kind of lurking in the shadows and I'm going to bring it out, I absolutely give myself permission to take center stage in my life and his. And I'm going to wait for the right time. And if he says, now is not a good time, or I'm busy, or I need to finish up something, I don't elbow my way in. I would much rather be heard than try to make something happen in that moment. So I've just seen so many times when a man would be agreeable to listen, to hear, and actually be open to it, but the situation isn't being set up for success. So make sure that you're looking for that. And then getting into sharing what's really important to you. Men are not your journals. Have that stuff processed out before you get to them. And they are not mind readers. And you don't want them to be. You want them to, the empowered masculine has a very provider protector energy in it. So when you go to your man and share something, give him clues like, I just need you to hear me on this, or I need your advice on something, or I need help in fixing a situation, or I don't need help in fixing a situation. I, I, I just need you to be here with me on this. So when you give those cues at the beginning of the conversation, then I'll, Glenn, what, what goes on for you when you hear that? Uh, yeah, when you ask me um, and wait for the right moment, um, and it's always, it's not always going to be the right moment, but there's a bit of a preface that goes on that she asks me if I'm available um, to give her some advice or to listen to what's going on. And then sometimes we're just sitting together in the morning having coffee and we're sharing what our meditations were about and get into that conversation. One of the things that I think is very, very important for both the um, for both partners is to really engage in active listening, like really be present. And it's not always easy to get a man to be present, but I will give you the secret sauce on how to get his attention. If he if it if this doesn't work, then you got some work to do. But to get your partner's attention, it's a very simple phrase. Darling, you know how much you mean to me. I really, and whatever, the, maybe I really respect your opinion. Or I really love what you do for our family. Or I really love, you know, the key here is we as men need to know that we're making a difference in our partner's life. I can't tell you how important that is. And I, I can tell you that many men don't get that from their women. But this particular line will soften their heart, will get their attention. And then, would you mind if we had a conversation about, and it doesn't matter what it is. It can be as sensitive as sensitive can be. It doesn't matter. Because what does a man want to do? What is it? If, he, if, if a man's in, or a partner, I want to keep it at partner. If a partner loves you, and especially the masculine partner, then they want to make you happy. It's simple. That's that's our true desire is to make you happy. You know, and I'm, I'm sure we can we can hear men saying, you know, I can't make her happy no matter what. Well, maybe you're not listening, man. Maybe you're not sitting down and you're actually listening. Because I used to be the king of uh, 
oh God, here we go again, you know, but rolling the eyes and not paying attention. And, and I learned that it wasn't going to work. It, it just not going to work like that. Like I have to be engaged and I, there has to be emotion in, involved with this, you know, like it's a, it's a give and take. It's A speaks to B, B speaks to A. It's that active engagement that occurs. And to give, you know, both of you will know when full attention is being given to the conversation. And with that, again, you can ask your man kindly, I don't need you to fix this for me. I just need you to listen to me. I really would appreciate it if you would just listen to what I have to say, and then we can have a conversation, but I don't need you to fix it for me. So you can reflect back to your partner what you've heard, which is important. I think it's really important to say, well, if I'm hearing you right, then what you're saying is you don't really like me going 120 miles an hour on the road when the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. Okay, I understand that. And and then I, in, in, in an intimate way, the man could actually share, you know, that's kind of my aggressive way of, you know, beating everybody to the stop sign. Um, and I'm working on it and I see it and, and I'll and I'll work on changing it because I know that it really doesn't make you happy and it gets me all stressed out too. So I'm in it. It's a partnership. And the man loves to know, again, this is important. Remember this. He, he needs to know that he makes a difference in your life. And once he knows that, once your partner knows that you're, that I'm, that you're, he's, the partner's really making a difference in my life. It sincerely comes from your heart. It's like butter. Mm-hmm. Like butter. It's just, it's just, he, he melts in your hand because there's a connection there. There's an intimate connection. And that's what it's all about is intimacy. So this is one way that it can go, which sound might sound pretty idyllic or perfect or a little even too good to be true. Um, this is in general, I would say the mode of communication that, that Glenn and I are in at this point in our relationship. However, it's not the only type. When human emotions of fear of any form come up, fear turns to anger, turns to frustration, turns into whatever, um, then domineering communication is another one. So there's the ghost of being super invisible. And then there's the dominant, this is the way it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Like all of that, that push, push, push. When domineering communication is going on between one or both parties, typically people are not hearing and they're not in the act of listening that Glenn was just talking about. They're only talking and they're not listening. So then there's not really communication going on. There's like two monologues going on. And bringing it down from domineering communication to a place that's not competitive, but it's collaborative is when when I will usually ask the question, what did you hear me say? And when, when the emotions are flaring and it's all going so fast and it's like, you know, and people are often getting upset over something that wasn't actually said. It's what we thought we heard. It's what we made it mean. I mean, how many times have you gotten an email just seeing read and then you go back and you read it and it's like, that's not what they said at all. 
or the same thing in a text, right? And so I think it's really important to do your own check-in and make sure, again, getting out of that invisibility, say, what did you hear me say? Because when you drop into that, you're dropping into the heart, you're dropping into love. And if both of you love each other and are available to love each other, then even if you don't like what's being said, you are available to hear what's actually being said. It's it's like reflecting back what your partner has said to each I mean, I love that. Gina does that with me um, regularly because there are times when I've not understood what she said, but there's also the empathy, you know, like empathizing with your partner, you know, see the divinity in your partner. Don't, don't see something different. See the divinity in your partner and, and what he might feel like or what she might feel like or understand that, you know, like have compassion. Um, part of having a really intimate relationship is, is having that empathy. And I've, I've had to work on that myself, but I know what Jean has been through. She knows what I've been through. And we do have empathy for each other. And it comes out in our communication. We kind of smile and go, yeah, I understand. That's That was something else, you know? Or, you know, the, the form of communication changes when there's empathy and there's reflection and there's active listening. People are actually listening to one another and not off somewhere or judging, you know, as the person's talking, you know, oh, here, here she goes again. That's a judgment. Well, or here he goes again. That's a judgment. And then that becomes the truth. So there's really no space for empathy. There's no space for reflecting. There's just space of, for you being right, which Gina's talked about as far as controlling. So validating your partner's feelings is very important. Mm -hmm. The next piece for communication is to not be afraid of confrontation. And so as little girls, many, many, many dysfunctional family dynamics did not have it safe for us to have our own opinion, let alone an opposing view, let alone um, something going down where an actual confrontation, not like a locking of horns needed to happen, but addressing um, a, a certain situation. And it has taken me years to become comfortable in confrontation out there in the world. Um, Glenn and I have actively always made it a safe place when we know the other is going to necessarily be happy with what we need to discuss, but we don't shy away from confrontation. We know that it's part of life. We know that two different personalities, two different cultures, two different sets of desires are going to end up in different lanes at times. And so we know that confronting the situation, we're so committed to either finding, finding the solution, whatever that's going to be, but not harboring resentment, not letting it build up because you're afraid to confront the situation. When that happens, whether it's finances, whether it's 
uh, emotional intimacy, whether it's physical intimacy, um, the way you're raising children, there's so much material that can lead to eruption. And, you know, what we talked about yesterday, we've had this policy of like, no brick gets laid between us. Uh, friends, family member, team members will, will know, we don't actually care who's in the room. If, if there's something that needs confronted, it's like, a, he's a big personality and I'm Sicilian. So like, it's a throwdown. It usually gets handled in about two to five minutes and then someone's calling someone baby love and then we're laughing and we've gotten to the solution and we're through it. But we do not self-abandon with each other. We will not go invisible. Doing something for another person is not the same thing as self-abandoning. If I know that there's something that's that important to Glenn and it's not going to have me be inauthentic to me, Sure, I'll go in that direction. But if something is not my truth, I'm not going to kowtow to it. And trust me, neither is he. So that's where we really use our communication skills, along with our miracle mindedness to believe that a solution exists. And the more we keep showing up for ourselves individually and showing up for the marriage collectively, the solution does always exist. It does always appear. But it doesn't happen if we're afraid to have those confrontational exchanges. Absolutely, yeah. We have to be available. I'm here um, not because I need Gina. I'm here with Gina because I love her and I support who she is. And I love who she is. And so I think having that framework, um, because I, I, I grew up in a society and a family that had a very domineering father. It was his way or the highway. And I had those types of um, emotions in my relationships. And it, and it just doesn't work. It, it, it's not, I, I, because my, my end game was to be joyful and happy. I mean, I made that decision at a very young age. So I'm going to live my life, regardless of what I do, I'm going to be happy. And being in a relationship where one's domineering the other, or there's this continuing bickering and you really can't stand being around the person it just doesn't work it's not joyful it's not happy so we either figure out how to change that and have a come to jesus kind of conversation about listen we need to change this um how are we going to do it together and i think um you know typically i think the woman more than off more than not comes up with that you know like let's change it up and then you work with this skill set you know you you practice and you you be available, you validate your partner's feelings, and you use I statements that say, you know, I, I can really see how you feel. I can feel how you feel and um, do it in a non-confrontational way. You know, it's not about confrontation here. Um, it's like two cultures coming together, right? If it's a new relationship or it's a long-standing relationship, those memories of that culture are there and they come together and they butt heads and it's time to talk. It's time to have conversation. It's time to love one another, commit to what you came together for in the first place. And I know we're talking a lot of, it seems like we're giving examples around those that are in relationship, but this counts for the, the dating scene too. You know, when, when you're texting back and forth and getting ready to go on a date, it's like, you know, um, 
What do you want to pick a spot to go and we can go? If your answer is no, you don't want to plan the date, then you get to say that. Um, if it's like, hey, do you want to go for a hike? You know, and you're more of a lunch kind of gal, then like you get to say that. So you get to practice communication. These are communication skills, whether it's with the romantic relationship or any other relationship in your life. Um, and now moving into the key of winning, where everyone gets to win. Yeah. And the, if it is possible, and some people make it impossible, so we'll get to that in a moment, but where it is possible for everyone to win, you always want to start with setting up the conversation, the confrontation, the communication, where it gets to be a win-win for everyone. And the only way that can actually happen is you so, so, so deeply considering you and so deeply considering the other person. So if you're the super empath and like your go-to is like, think of the other person first, fine. Deeply consider that person and their needs and their desires. And you probably have that down to a millisecond. You can assess, you know, what's really going on for them. But Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You have got to be considered in the equation. So this can be more vulnerable for so many women. It can be harder to receive and see yourself. Like sometimes it just seems easier to people please rather than actually like I'm going to really, really deeply consider me. And so this will get you out of self-abandonment. This will get you out of resentment. This will get you out of being lonely, whether you're in a relationship or looking to call one in to really, really show up for you and really, really show up for the other person. You know, when we get triggered, it can be, we're, we're, can be so filled with the toxicity of the wound and the hurt and the resentment and who could they and how could they but then I know when I settle myself down and I think of that other person as a person, not as someone who wronged me, not as someone who's an idiot, not as someone who's totally annoying, not whatever judgment I put on this person, but this other person is a child of God. And I deeply, deeply consider that person. I can show up differently. Now, whether they receive it, get it, any of it, that actually is not the most important part in communication. The most important part is that you are clean in it so that you're deeply considering that person so the energy is clean. You also get to give yourself permission to set a boundary. Set a boundary for the way you're talked to, what's going on in the conversation, whatever dynamics need to shift. You count and you matter also. And when there is that, and people are emotionally, when two people are emotionally available for the win-win, it moves pretty swiftly and cleanly and clearly. Yeah, there is no longer communicator in this type of uh, conversation. No, this is not about winning or being more clever or 
whatever words you want to use. This is about two lovers sitting in front of one another, getting through whatever it is they're getting through and coming out united and loving one another more than they did before. So there, you know, I, I know that men and women can be really strong. And sometimes the other person is a little weaker, but there should be understanding there and communication where it's a win-win. Nobody, nobody gets to win uh, in a true relationship. We just come out stronger and more intimate uh, with one another. Yeah. And strength is love. Domineering and insecurity are just two sides of the same coin. It just depends on how the wound is, is showing up. So I want to talk about communication when it's a little less than perfect. And everybody has to get this down. Nobody has the right to mistreat you in any way. It does not matter who they are. And there's a lot of women that have to get out of hope addiction, hoping that if you just say it this way, hoping that if you don't say it, hoping if you, if you, if you say it a thousand different ways, hoping if you just don't have that desire anymore, hoping that one day the other person will change, hoping that if you jump through enough hoops and look pretty enough while you're doing it and you are spiritually aligned enough as you're dancing through the rainbow, then there might be a possible actual acceptance of you. No, <clears throat> that's not a legendary love. That's not love at all. That's called a toxic dynamic where nobody ends up winning. And if that's the type of dynamic in the, in, that, that you're in, then it is up to you and you do have what it takes as painful as it can be as impossible as it might seem you do have what it takes to unhook from that and we're going to be going into some of that in the course that we're going to be teaching over the seven weeks but i want you to know that you being mistreated spoken to in a poor fashion spoken about in a negative fashion gets to end here. You get to set the boundary. You don't get to control what the other person does, but you get to control how you show up. You get to control who has access to you, who actually is communicating to you in your presence in different ways. And that takes a lot of courage because in this realm, there's so many yeah buts. But if I, if I speak up, then what if he leaves? And if I speak up, what, what if he gets mad at that? What if I, if I speak up, what if it gets worse? I can't say that because it's my husband, the father of my children, the, the one who's in charge of the money, all, all of the yeah buts. You came here to live a life victoriously. And in the beginning was the word. So using your words to empower you to have a life that's thriving. And, you know, I know we're talking about the, the romantic relationship here, but it doesn't, any relationship in your life, you get to use empowering words to set boundaries and to set up thriving communication with absolutely everyone that you come in contact with. You know, if you're having difficulty setting boundaries, it goes back to what we talked about yesterday. Um, if you're being triggered, 
you're being triggered because you have emotions that are from the past and you're allowing this this to happen you're allowing to have these feelings and so changing your mind changing your body in response to these emotions is key because you you can't resolve an issue from the place that it was created in you have to change it's mandatory if you don't the same feelings will come up the same insecurities will come up the same triggers will be pushed and the same feelings will happen and you got that whole cocktail being mixed up in your body and you're back in the same old thing whether it's depression whatever it is i know i've been there i've had it the key to this is to develop new ways of thinking about who you are and who you desire to be and once you start that model once you start working in believing something differently than what you've believed in the past you're going to set boundaries you're going to set healthy boundaries you're not going to be available to be um controlled lots of things are going to change and hopefully your partner sees that and they also want to change that's the whole key right that's why relationships are able to repair themselves other times they're not because one party is not willing to change who they are but it is key mandatory because you'll keep feeling the same feelings and you'll get nowhere in the communication you know for me to for me to hear Gina that I may I'm you know like literally I'm going to tell you right now I've never had a woman woman tell me that that I make a difference in their lives and it melts me and I become soft and I become open to communication like this woman really cares about me this is cool and those that has to do with my issues so i wanted to add that in go ahead jean <laughs> oh, beautiful beautiful um the most exciting part is your own commitment to transformation we all have the areas in our life where we are so bored and so tired being stuck being in lack being in the same push pull dynamics being in the same loneliness whatever it is and so this whole conversation that we're in is your opportunity to up level your opportunity to commit more deeply to yourself than ever your opportunity to transform and see how willing how good are you willing to let life get and how much are you available to outgrow all of the thoughts feelings emotions and behaviors that have you stuck depleted bored sad depressed and are just moving towards what else is possible what else does god have in store for me how can the relationship that i'm in be transformed how can i regardless of my age regardless of my weight regardless of how many times it hasn't worked out in the past how can i possibly have the legendary love that i desire in this lifetime on this planet so if that is for you, I want to invite you to join us. We're going to do a seven-week course, and you can go to divineliving.com forward slash legendary love, I believe. And there's the full course curriculum of everything that you get where we're going to be diving in so, so deep to the issues that aren't working and then getting into the transformation. If there is one favorite word that I have in the English language, it is transformation. And I have had to transform pretty much 
every relationship in my life, my money story, my man story, my mother story, my business story, my branding story. Like, and every time I get to the, um, the type of clients that I used to attract, the team, the whole thing, what two, well, 50 years of on the, on the planet and what two decades of deep, deep personal development has taught me is that when I become obsessed, when I become focused, when I absolutely declare this is going to be a non-negotiable, doesn't mean I know how it's going to happen, because if I did, I would have already done it. Same for you. Then you go into discovering, learning, educating, getting the information for the transformational skills and tools. And you do everything in your power to know you're going to see week after week, you're going to be on this course, you'll be in the Facebook group, you're going to be hearing other women ask questions. We don't have time here in our three day series, but in the live seven week training, not only are we going to be presenting content, we're going to be doing live Q&A, coaching, role playing, all of it. You are going to pick up one piece, one after the other, after the other, that's going to fit into you transforming the relationship dynamics in your life so that you are literally living with a legendary love. It's something that Glenn and I know a little something about, and we're so, so happy to be on the journey with those of you that are like, I am not going to be bored. I'm not going to be single. I'm not going to be alone. I'm not going to be in in a boring long-term relationship. I am here to see what else is possible. So if you go to divineliving.com forward slash legendary love, I'm sure I put my glasses on. I'm sure the team has put it. Yes, divineliving.com forward slash legendary love. You'll see all of the details. The class starts on July 10th. So get yourself in. There's a welcome packet that you're going to fill out. There's a Facebook group that you're going to get into. There's materials to prepare you for this seven-week immersion journey. And I got to tell you, every time... I leaned in and I listened and I learned and I got one more jewel and one more nugget and one more aha, something that it didn't change me, but it evolved me. It made me more whole to the person that I am. You're going to get so clear on, I mean, I went through yesterday, so I'm not going to do it again today, but you're going to see all seven weeks of everything that we're going to go through in this course. It's what has been the elements that have given us the legendary love that we have going on 20 years uh, coming up in 2024. Um, So we feel very confident, very blessed, very honored, very humbled to be on this journey with you because something that I started out yesterday with, we all know what heartache is and that you are here trusting us with this most intimate area of your life. We don't take that lightly. And so that's why we are going to be going deep and we're going to be holding you and seeing you and tears will be shed and laughter will be had. That's what happens in, in all of my courses. If you're new to my courses, those alumni, you, you, you know what you're in for. Um, And it gets you the results that you're craving. The, the only missing component at this point is you. You get to raise your hand and say, you know what? I'm not giving up. You get to raise your hand and say, I'm signing up. I want to be in this powerful dynamic. I want to give myself another chance. I want to get this information and I'm going to show up differently for me. And somehow I know that me and God are a majority. So I hope that you take advantage of this amazing, amazing opportunity.
Remember what we talked about this morning? I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, oh, well then, baby. Yes, over coffee, baby love came to me with this idea, and I was like, "Well, you think about it." You know, our company's name is Divine Living, and that didn't come by accident. I think it's one of both Gina and I's ambitions in life, and and what we really enjoy is making a difference in people's lives. And divine living is an introspective look in making decisions. You know, how are you going to do your day? And we've worked on it really hard. We've worked on it as long as we've been together and even before then. How are we going to make our lives joyful? And as I was coming out of my meditation, I was I just got like this, this work, like offer half hour mentor sessions for everybody that signs up today. So you get to be with me. I get to be with you. You ask your question and I would keep it to, you know, what is the real thing that you want to get through and work, we'll work out a way to manifest a way for you to get through that one big issue. It'll be a half an hour for anybody that signs up today. Um, that is a private 30-minute yep. session with Dr. Glenn A. Sisk. And since today is relative for different days and times, should we give people 24 hours like until we do our class tomorrow? So anyone yep. that signs up now, between now, booking my baby up. Uh, anyone who signs up now, between this moment and when class starts tomorrow, you will get a free 30-minute and Glenn coaches men, and these packages are not inexpensive. So you, he coaches women too, but I, this is a real gift is my point. So I, get in, go to divineliving.com forward slash legendary love. I consider it a joy because this is what I love to do. You know, 25 years as a chiropractor, that's what I love to do. I love to go in and touch people and heal them. And it wasn't, it was through me. It wasn't about me. And it's the same as the coaching that goes on. It's it's through me. It comes from above and down. So um, I really look forward to it. And uh, thank you. Thank well, you for take being. advantage, ladies. You're going to get a, a man's perspective. I know Glenn has coached with so many of my private uh, female clients. He privately coaches men as well. Um, I don't remember him ever giving away a 30 minute private session to support you. So take advantage, go to divineliving.com forward slash legendary love. This is a fast action bonus that only will last until we are live at this time tomorrow. So for those of you that are here live, great, get on in and um, book it. You'll be able to use the session anytime during the seven week course. So there'll be plenty of time for you to get that in. And for those of you listening to the recording, go ahead and click on the link. Not only are you getting early bird pricing, but you will get a disappearing fast action bonus with Dr. Glenn A. Sisk, a one-on-one -on -one private 30-minute session. So all of the details are on the page at divineliving.com forward slash legendary love. The uh, elements in the course, what the different subjects are for the seven weeks, the time, the dates, um, the 90 minutes, the coaching, all of the great things there. So go on and get yourself in. I know that you're going to get so much out of it. And so if you're not working it, it's not going to work. So I have a question. There were two kind of assignments given yesterday. 
I am, I can, I will, and every thought that you think, continue that on until tomorrow. And if there were no consequences or limitations, what would your perfect relationship look like? Like, you got to start changing your mind. The only way you're going to change your mind is start changing your mind. And so by changing your mind, you're writing down how you would like to see it differently, how you would like to feel differently. And you start feeling differently, then you start behaving differently. And it's the way it works. I can, I am, I will. Just those, just try it. See how much joy you have. Say, just do it for three or four hours. You know, any thought that comes in, you say, I am beautiful. I am, I'm, I'm with my king. I am, I am, I am. I can, I can, I can, I will, I will, I will. And then spend some time with yourself just journaling. If there were no consequences or limitations, what would my relationship look like? Go for it. Why not? It's either going to get better or it's not. But let's do the work. Anyway, that's all I have. When, <clears throat> you're, when you've got that vision, and then I want you to use what you got from our time today. And go ahead and drop your nuggets. What's your big takeaway from your time here today? When you have that vision, and then you can clearly communicate at every different juncture of it. You get out of being the ghost if you get out of being the domineering one. Because what I wrote about in my book, there's compliance and there's defiance. And that's what that is. That compliance is just being invisible, being the ghost. Defiance is that it's my way or the highway. Neither of those are your true self. Your true self is in alliance. And when you as a woman learn to communicate like a queen, speaking the truth in love, deeply considering both yourself and another, lives change, circumstances change, the thing that you thought he would never agree to changes, the thing that you were going to like go to the grave with changes, like lots happens when you start showing up and communicating in such a different way. So I want to say drop in the chat, what's the number one nugget you got for yourself about communication or any of it today? Um, because I really, uh, being present in communication, right? My nugget for today is that an empowered, strong, loving relationship with clear and loving communication is possible. Renew your mind. What, you think God had it any other way? I'm going to put all you humans down there and give you dysfunctional communication. That's not of the spirit. Absolutely. Is he gave us the inheritance of being, creating our life the way that we desire it to be. It's the gift. Take advantage of it. You don't need to be a ghost. Be out there. Be who you are. Be who you desire to be. It's a joyful life. It's a lot of fun. And it's not ag agonized. Besides. Uh, don't be scared of conflict. Telling him he made a difference in my life. I'm telling you, ladies, I never knew it could be so simple. It almost, it, it almost see, it was like a, like it's just a button that you can put, like, you got to mean it, of course, but you, you do mean it. And like any relationship, sometimes we can, we can take the other person for granted. But when you actually stop and say, baby, do you know what a difference you make in my life? And by the way, I'd like to go to Puglia next week. <laughs> Everything becomes a much bigger. Or, or how about this with baby, you make such a difference in my life. 
And it would make such a difference if I had a puppy. He was adamant about not having, not having a and, and right. I'm telling you, the communication changes everything. She's not dead. She's really just asleep because she sleeps 20 hours a day. But Davina, you want to say hi to everyone? Oh, I know I woke you up. Communication got me this, ladies. It'll get you a whole lot, too. Yeah. And, you know, you know, be wise, women. Be wise. Set the environment up. You know, this is like the first time you say this to him, you know, be at dinner or be alone, you know, like be in your, whatever your sweet spot is. This is where you bring this up. This is where you say this and you'll have his full attention. And the conversation that night will be like nothing you've ever had in your life. It works. Mm -hmm. And here I'll, I'll just share transparently this particular communication. So Glenn was sure he didn't want a dog and I was sure that I did. And my um, historical pattern when it comes to be a domestic goddess is a little bit more of a piler than a filer, not going to lie. And he said, I'm not, he, I'm not adding a dog to this. You're like, your stuff is everywhere. And I said, all right, well, what if I create a new habit and I make a concerted effort to have my things organized in need and put away? Well, we've been in Italy since February and it hasn't, I haven't been perfect, but I have been much improved. And so I knew that was important to him and, and he knew this was important to me. So, you know, and so communication around both of it works for us. So we know it's going to work for you too. So make sure, thank you so much for being here today. We have got part three tomorrow. So come join us for that, but make sure you get in on this very generous offer, private 30 minute one-on-one -on -one session with Dr. Glenn Asis, disappearing bonus. It only lasts until we meet tomorrow at whatever time zone you're in. All right, everyone, lots of love and see you then. Bye.